I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. Saints game moved. How has the line reacted? Last week, no concerns about the location. The Green Bay Packers favored by three. Now, after the move, favored by four and a half. This is about the right adjustment. We'll get into it. Shows you how much home field is really worth. We got Urban Meyer saying, yes, vaccinations matter. We got Belichick saying they don't. We're going to get into that, especially with uh, AJ and Cam. It's going to see how he double talks on this one. But we do have college football starting up. Clemson, Georgia, big game of the weekend. Clemson favored by three. AJ has a best bet in the colleges tonight. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Wednesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. A.J. Hoffman in the studio. I mean, I'm going to tell you just right away, we're going to, because we're not going to pull the tape of you yesterday saying, I think COVID was the main fact, vaccinations were the main fact. Mr. Belichick says no. Now, maybe you'll call him a liar. We'll see. Sports better. <laughs> we'll see. Listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. We're the pros. He's the Joe in LA, Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got moves being made around the NFL, we've also got college football right around the corner. What is the Vegas lead here on this Wednesday? Yeah, we're going to do in the final segment. So right around 6.45, the next three days, a big game preview from AJ. Of all the cappers at pregame.com, all of them last year, the winningest handicapper in college football, AJ Hoffman. Now, listeners might say, really? Yep, in college, this guy (laughs) knows his stuff. But we're going to start the Vegas lead, the Saints... Packers game being moved, very instructional regarding how much home field is worth. Yeah, Jameis Winston named the starter for the New Orleans Saints, but the Jameis Winston era will have to kick off in Jacksonville because of the damage due to Hurricane Ida. The Saints have had to move their week one matchup with the Green Bay Packers. So now it'll be the Packers and Saints in Jacksonville. And right now on pregame.com, Green Bay is a four and a half point favorite. It's a common question. It's an important question. How much is home field in the NFL worth? Now, the standard answer for a long time was three points. Even teams, home team favored by three. Now, two years ago, not the COVID year, but 2019, the away team had a great season across the entire season, all the away teams. And... It really got people talking because the trend line has been home field in the NFL being worth less. Why is that? Well, the stadiums have become mostly more corporate. 
the, the noise in general in the stadiums across the league, not as loud as it used to be, not as tenacious the fans, because it's a different, you know, with the ticket prices and, and uh, seat license, different fans in there, more corporate, less fanatical. Also, travel with the luxury private jets and all of the amenities. And quite frankly, this has become a billion-dollar business where the operations support staff. I mean, the ability to travel is so much more luxurious than it was even 10 years ago. And you know, you just keep going back 10-year increments. It's gotten more and more, uh, or it's gotten easier to travel and thus less of a burden. AJ, until the Houston Texans yanked your press pass, <laughs> you, had, you had a lot of access there is, uh, when you were in Houston. I mean, can you give us just a little flavor of like, how they travel during a away game? Like, like the type of jet, the you know, amenities. Oh, it's it's first class. You're 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 not uh, flying even the Texans. Even the Texans, they they traveled first class. So, uh, road games, it's it's not what it used to be. Like you're not taking a bus. And I will say this: the road teams this now they're they're saying more and more teams aren't going to be allowed to leave their hotel. They're looking at them as business trips because of COVID. Uh, so I'm not sure how that will have an effect on things. A lot of guys like to bring extra people along with them on their road trips. That's not going to be happening anymore. Which is probably a sign of not being distracted, at least for the short term. Exactly. All right. So, 2019, road teams had a great year overall. Last year, road teams had a great year. And you can account for some of last year with the lack of fans, right? Because fans are a big part of home field advantage, not the total amount. Okay, so the plan coming in this season, the projection was home field would be two and a half. We were downgraded a half a point. Now, there's some teams that are more valuable than others at home. New Orleans is on that list. Seattle, Green Bay. That is probably the big three, I'd say. Um, And why? Well, it's the Dome in New Orleans. It's the loudness and the weather in Seattle. And Interestingly, in Green Bay, it's the field surface. That gr- the grass up there is dangerous. I'm t- you know, on the field, and it, it, Green Bay has a great home field, and they have one of the more extreme home away splits in the NFL. All right, so the Packers, the better team in New Orleans, initially favored by three. Now favored by four. Green Bay favored by four with the game in Jacksonville, neutral site. Well, RJ, how can you say it's worth two and a half if it goes from three to four? Remember, key numbers in the NFL. Three is the most key number. It's worth about 20 cents, which means it's about one and a half points. So the half point from three to three and a half is worth about one and a half points. Now we'll go from three and a half to four as a half a point. And then there's some four and a halves out there. So really what we're saying is the adjustments between two and two and a half. That still feels a little light to me because New Orleans is one of the better home fields, but that's the market speaking. So maybe my two and a half is a smidge high in general, but we're seeing very clearly key numbers and the value of home field advantage. Any thoughts, AJ? Yeah, I, I, when I first saw the the news that they were being moved, I said, "Wow, this is a big deal." Because you mentioned two of the biggest home field edges, Green Bay and New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans loses there, and Green Bay because they have such a huge home field advantage. 
typically they are a little less loved on the road. So let's talk about that. Because let's say that, let's use an example like the parquet floor back in the day at the old Boston Garden. And let's just say that maybe there were some dead spots, as they, the rumors were, and that Boston looked abnormally good at home. Right? It, let's say artificially good. What does that do to a team? Well, it's going to make them overrated in general. Because what happens is half their game's typically at home, and they're going to look better than they are by, let's say, a point. And then on the road, they're going to look normal. So it's not that they look bad on the road, except compared to them abnormally looking good at home. The spread between Green Bay home, in a way, is bigger than a typical team. Thus, naturally, Green Bay seems to underperform on the road. And I think it swung, and I can check it during the break, but Aaron Rodgers, up until like a year and a half ago, had a losing record on the road his entire career. Now, think about that. What supposedly one of the great quarterbacks below 500, straight up on the road. Now, two 13 and threes have swung that a little bit, so let's give him credit. But Green Bay certainly is on that list. What do you think about uh, all the topics, Jonas? How much, does, how much does the humidity in Jacksonville now factor into this? Because they didn't have to worry about that playing in the Dome. And we've talked about it on this show before, that one of the most underrated home field advantages are the teams that play in Florida early on, the humidity early on. How much does that have an impact on this as well, too? It's a great question. My gut feeling would be that New Orleans benefits a little bit just because Green Bay is such a cold-weather team. Right. And in general, when there is that heat and that humidity, it's the second half that matters, and the fatigue sets in. And also, you can get a feel for how conditioned teams are. Patriots oftentimes very conditioned. You know, I don't. I know that's interesting. Do you, do you have any sense, Jonas, of the Saints – or the Packers being particularly conditioned or maybe a little out of shape earlier in the year? I I think the question becomes who played their starters more in the preseason? Because there's Mm. a difference between being in shape and being in game shape. And 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 my gut would tell me that New Orleans played their starters more because they're trying to find their quarterback as opposed to Green Bay, who maybe didn't play their starters, you know, just approaching this season and making sure Aaron Rodgers was 100%. So I wonder if that's a little bit of an advantage just from a, an in-shape standpoint for New Orleans here. Do you feel like that game shape comes from games? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. What do you think, AJ? Yeah, I don't know if I if I agree totally that you can't be in game shape without playing games. I, I think that... I think in the NBA you couldn't be, for example, because I don't think you can... Re- I mean, I think Jonas has a good point. You never can replicate the intensity of a game. But I think it needs both. Right, you you can't play yourself into shape, like Shaq used to. Yeah, you can't do that in the NFL. But I think you need to play some games to be. It's a good point. And it, now, what's fascinating though, Jonas, is I'm thinking if you're right, maybe look at the first half. But then the second half is when the fatigue sets in. Yeah. So maybe it's just a game bet. The first half, Green Bay's rusty. Second half, they're tired. That might. Are we having a Jonas Knox best bet? <laughs> I'm not touching it. An, epi- I, you, an epiphany bet. L- listen, anybody that's listened to this show for three years knows anything I touch turns to crap. So I, I don't want any part of that. I'm not trying to cost people money. Maybe betting, maybe betting, but not otherwise. <laughs> I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. Aaron Rodgers on the road in his career, 51 and 48. It's a little above 500. 
not much. Um, that's regular season. In the playoffs, he's five and six, so 56 and 54. Wow, wow. And he was 500 exactly until he won three or four road games to end the season. So, like, literally a couple games ago, I'm guessing that's an interesting question. Does Aaron Rodgers retire with a, five, a below 500 road record? I'm saying Ooh. yes. I'll go no. Hmm. You want to bet? <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I mean, you say no. <laughs> all, I'm, all I can picture is him getting traded to, to some horrible football team next year and just having well, to. He'd, he'd, he'd do Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, it's true. He might. All right. Let's look at how good the Saints are. And has there been any adjustment? So season over under. So 17 games. How many do they win? They were a little below nine wins Monday. So 8.9. And that's just the VIG being adjusted when we do the decimals. Now 8.7. So there's been a downgrade. Why? One game and the home field advantage? No. This is speculating it might be more than a game. And even if it's not, that all of this travel, all of this displacement may fatigue this team. Remember, during Katrina, uh, the Saints had a really bad year. And not judging them, but it's tough do not have a home uh, as a, f- a sports team and not get tired as the season progresses. Saints are 30-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, they were on Monday, now 35-1. to 1. So there's been a downgrade, a small one of the Saints across the season. And just to repeat, is in Game 1, Green Bay is now favored by four at New Orleans. And we'll put an at in quotes it's in Jacksonville, and that's moved up from three. Any closing thoughts? No, and I think actually since, no, the, but. since the show started, I think the line's actually moved to four and a half. Ooh. So there, there's, there's even – Do you think I did that? I'm, it had to have been. What do you think, Jonas? See, I think, uh, yeah, you probably had an impact on the line. I, I, I think say. so, why too. I, I mean, I, if nobody can prove us wrong, why not say it? You know. Well, I think someone wants to talk about this. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. <laughs> I can tell you that. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I'm not going to argue. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Uh, see, I, I, Sean Payton, I saw the, there were some comments that he made that they could end up missing the first month of the season and, and not play a home Ooh. game the first month of the season. I, I don't know if that's, if that's true, but I also think they've got an early bye week. I want to say their bye week is in like week five or six. To me, this just seems like a problem for New Orleans. That they're going to be, you know, dragging early on. They get that early bye week, and then they're going to have to play what 10, 11 straight weeks in a row without, you know, a potential another day off or another week off. I just wonder if this is going to like the Steelers did last yes. year because yeah. of those dastardly Titans. All yeah. right, let's do this. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll wrap this up with how many home games in the first month for New Orleans, when their bye is. We'll get all that locked down. And then we're going to shift to Urban Meyer versus Bill Belichick, COVID-19 at stake, or at least the vaccine. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a deeper dive into a couple of comments made by two NFL head coaches. Let's take a quick look at the Saints' schedule. 
They had their game moved to Jacksonville. We talked about in the first segment. Jonas made the interesting point, hey, this could be a month. How does it lay out schedule-wise? First game at home, quote-unquote, in Jacksonville now against Green Bay. Road game week two at Carolina. Sam Darnold. (laughs) Week three at New England. Week four at home against the Giants. So, Jonas, that week four game is in, uh, I guess, in danger. Yeah, that's what uh, one of the reports I saw that Sean Payton had mentioned that it's a possibility. They don't know if it's going to be the case, but there's a possibility that it could be an extended period of time depending on the damage from the hurricane. Week six would be the bye week. To me, that early bye would be an advantage because I believe one of the disadvantages if they are displaced for the month, not just losing the two home games, but just the fatigue yeah. And, and accumulated fatigue of not having your home and, and that comfort. Getting that early bye will help. Now, obviously, as the season progresses and it's a long time without a bye after that, uh, with successive weeks of games, it's a big disadvantage later in the season. But I think f- for them early in the season, it's a good early bye given the givens. Closing thoughts. Yeah, I, I think that obviously the the disadvantage is great early. I, I'm with you though. I, I think, and I would I wouldn't expect this to last a month. And even if they say a month, a month from today means I mean week four of the NFL is further than a month from today. So that's an interesting point. So are you here in a month of the season, Jonas, or a month yeah, from now? I mean that sh- I just heard a month. I, I don't know specifically mm-hmm. what Sean Payton mentioned, um, but I, I just heard a month, and it felt like to me that was worst case scenario. Yeah, maybe not likely, so, but worst case scenario. So under that theory, it looks like the Giants game would seem likely to be able to play at home, which then it becomes an advantage because now you know the crowd's really excited. There's a it won't be a Katrina like emotion, but I mean it, it, it may be more than typical, I think. All that said, even though it looks like perhaps only one missed home game for the Saints, their season wins are down and their Super Bowl odds have been downgraded. We are straight out of Vegas. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. The audience has doubled in the last year plus because of you supporting the show, spreading the word. We're going to keep working hard to deliver the best show we can with laughs and no political incorrectness from you know a new uh, roundtable member, AJ. <laughs> Thank you. Then none of that. Unless he does it, then we'll just apologize. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. 89 degrees. Nice and cool. It's a cold front. The neon is chugging. So, RJ, the speculation around NFL circles is that Cam Newton was released by the Patriots in part because he is not vaccinated from COVID-19. Bill Belichick shot down those rumors rumors earlier today, but it was Urban Meyer who has now uh, opened up an NFLPA investigation because he has said that vaccinated players and unvaccinated players would factor into their decision as to how they trim their roster. So yesterday, this is what AJ said. Oh, sorry. Is <laughs> I had a little news stinger there. I thought I was going to make it breaking news. But what he said was... No way could it be anything but the vaccination. Cam's unvaxxed status was the death blow for his NFL career. Is that a fair representation? That's pretty fair. Now, the man, there's only one man on earth that really knows, Bill Belichick. 
And Coach Belichick came out and looked into the camera and said, had nothing to do with it. Your response? My response is, of course he did, because that's the, that's the prudent and smart thing to do. And Bill Belichick is a prudent and smart guy. So you're saying he's lying. I'm saying he's lying, yes. <sighs> is AJ, I didn't go to law school. Is that libel? I mean, like, I'm not sure. But go ahead. But why do you think so? I mean, I, I don't think that you can. We talked about this yesterday. I don't think that you cannot take it into consideration. If something, if there's some factor that says this is going to possibly be an unreliable employee, that's a turnoff. If a guy, if a guy's got a busted car that breaks down every other week. That's a turnoff to an employer. And if a guy's got something built into him, whatever it may be, like he, he sleeps in all the time or whatever it's going to be, that is a turnoff to an employer. And especially a guy like Bill Belichick, who wants things regimented. He wants, he had for so long the most reliable guy in the NFL. Now he's got a guy who, well, maybe he's going to, maybe he gets COVID again. Maybe he's, and the, the difference between getting COVID when you're vaccinated and unvaccinated is a giant world of headache in the NFL today. So I don't think he could have not considered it. Jonas, what percentage of the audience do you think believes Bill Belichick? And what percentage believes believes A.J. Hoffman? Well, I think uh, a lot of people don't like the Patriots, and uh, they're loyal to this show, so they're probably more loyal to A.J. Hoffman, but quietly they probably are more believing of Bill Belichick. I, I think it's Belichick. Let's see what the <laughs> callers say. And once again, the forces of niceness and goodness have triumphed over the forces of evil and rottenness. So they did not agree with you, right? Do you guys believe Bill Belichick when he says this? Let's be honest. Mm. <laughs> nah. You know, I, this might be the longest I've ever answered a question. Here's what I think. I think if it were any other coach, you would come out right out and say, no, he's lying. But here's the thing. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Belichick, by all accounts, was a Trump supporter. Now, does that does does I I think that's fair to say, is and if I you know allegedly we'll say like it's a crime, is <laughs> I does that mean that he's going to be sympathetic to the anti-vaxxers or the non-vaccine people? I don't know. He does seem to have a ton of respect for Cam, and if I believe the following, there's re, there's people religiously that don't get vaccines. Um, it's just part of their religion. Now, if that player were on your team and you were a GM or a coach, would you consider it then? When it's a protected class, would you consider it then? Would I consider mm -hmm. making the cut? Would you consider, or would I consider the fact that that player is not vaccinated? I think I would. And I mean, I, I wouldn't say it out loud, certainly. But I think I would, because if it made my job more difficult as the season went on, there's no way that even in the back of my mind, I could avoid not thinking about it. No, no, no. You just backtracked at the end. You're saying explicitly you would like almost like the mob. You would have like this paper that they can burn by just touching like um, combustible paper. And you'd be making your plus your pros and cons for that player. And you'd put religious beliefs con. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean that's what you just said. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, w I wouldn't even ask why he's not getting vaccinated. I would say, are no, you getting would, vaccinated? He would, or not? he would tell you because it's his religion. It wouldn't matter to me. At exactly. I'm a bad person, though. <laughs> well, we. What do you think, <laughs> Jonas? All things serious. What do you think of that? 
I, I think that's there's probably a lot of people who feel that way in the NFL. I think yeah, I, the, in jail, a lot of people in jail yeah, right like, now. Uh, Sean McDermott <laughs> has been very vocal about it. Uh, Mike Zimmer has been very vocal about it. I think there are some people that are that have drawn a hard line in the sand that have said, "I don't care what your reasoning is. You're a detriment to this football team, and if you're a detriment to this football team, you, you got to go." And here's the question. If I think most people would say freedom of religion, like they literally you can be a conscientious objector and not fight in the military because you're a pacifist if it's part of your religion. So that's what Muhammad Ali actually went to the Supreme Court and won nine nothing the decision. But you're saying that was a bad decision. No, I'm not. Well, what's more important, a football game or, or a war? To Bill Belichick, a football game. No, 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 no. Equal, maybe. <laughs> but not more important. Remember, his dad was at Navy. I That's mean, true. So, my point being, if the military takes as an excuse, A.J. Hoffman and his Division three football team should. Uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm just being honest. I'm not saying that I would feel good about it. All I'm saying is I forced to do it. I would be forced. Yeah, my hand is forced here. What do you think of this, McKenzie? I agree with AJ. You got to make, you know, business decisions with one goal in mind. <laughs> Belichick is famous for it. One goal in mind. It's winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I've, my wickedness is rubbed off on him. <laughs> We're straight out of Vegas. Here's what I believe. If Belichick genuinely believed Cam's reasons, he would treat it like a religious belief, something it wouldn't quite be that, but it'd be something he truly believes in. And to me, if you respect a person and he or she really believes it, you take it seriously. I know people I think are brilliant that believe in astrology, like seriously believe in astrology. I think it's the craziest thing I ever heard. But you know what? I've had people read to me, people I was, you know, close to future stuff. And it's been shocking how often it's come it's uh, come about, but I still don't believe it. <laughs> but if they do, do you just laugh at them, or do you say, you know something? I don't see everything. You believe it, so I'm going to at least respect that. Belichick would disrespect that if he didn't allow it to be a consideration. But the difference is, if your friend who believes in astrology, your friend who believes in astrology, doesn't affect your livelihood. This is affecting Bill Belichick's it's, it's livelihood, and, and, and he makes his picks that way. No, <laughs> Jonas, last thought. I think Cam's not there because he wanted an opportunity to start somewhere else, and he felt like it wasn't going to happen in New England, so he asked them to release him, and uh, he's going to go try and find work somewhere else. No, I agree, but that doesn't change the fact that it could have been a factor in him not being the starter. Yeah, I, I don't think Belichick made the decision because of the vaccine stuff. I, I just find it. Hard I don't think a, you, you don't think any factor. No, I, I don't think it factored Oof. it at all. If it if it happened so at some point during the regular season, I think part of the reason why Mac Jones got as many reps as he did is because they wanted to see what they had in him. But also, with an eye towards the future, we respect Cam, but there's a possibility maybe he won't be available. We got to know whether or not this kid can play. And then once he played at the level that he played in, and it was close enough, they decided to go with Mac Jones. And Cam Newton, if he would have been willing to be a backup, would still be a New England Patriot. I don't think he I agree with that. Back up there. All right, let's take a quick call and see what they think of AJ. The wickedest man in the world. <laughs>
All right. I tend to agree. All right. When we come back, we'll go over the... Uh, well, not when we come back. We're going to see next what the odds are on where Cam lands. And we'll talk about Urban Meyer's gaffe with the press. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Where will Cam end up? The favorite, the Dallas Cowboys and the odds have improved since yesterday, 5-1 to one yesterday, 4.5-1 to one today. Washington football team, their odds have worsened 6-1 to one yesterday, now 6.5-1. to one. Colts, 7-1. to one. Texans, 8-1. to one. Baltimore Ravens, 8-1. to one. That's interesting. Same style of play with Cam, not quite as fast. And Lamar. Not quite. And that's what you want is you need a quarterback. That's why another reason perhaps Cam didn't work as a backup. It's a very different offense you're going to run with Cam than, with, than Mac Jones. Though, again, Cam in short yardage, you think he would have been good enough. That's interesting, Joe. We hadn't thought of that, that the, the, the disconnect between the offense you'd run with Cam and Mac Jones. Yeah, they're two completely different quarterbacks. So how does one back up the other? Yeah, that's and that's all a good point. I just think Cam, knowing Josh McDaniel's system, being there for a year, they trusted that scenario. But I, I just think Cam wanted no part of it. And I'll say this. Urban Meyer told the truth because I agree with AJ generally. If you're a businessman, you're not going to break federal law, at least explicitly. But you're going to take into account what's going to affect someone's performance. And the reality is, someone that has a better chance of missing time is a factor. Is it the only factor? No. But it's certainly greater than zero effect. And I know, you know, it's like the example I give sometimes is, imagine you're a business that doesn't have... um, uh, handicap ramps, let's say, for wheelchair ramps. And let's say you aren't obligated for whatever the reasons that the rules are, you don't need them. You're not big enough or whatever. But now there's two people up for a job and one of them's in a wheelchair. Now that person has spent, you know, however, you know, let's assume since they were a kid in that wheelchair, you know, where that's a disadvantage. That's a, uh, he's handicapped for that. And the idea that the tiebreaker in the job would go against that person, I mean, it really doesn't, I hate that idea. But you ask 100 business owners, do you break the tie that way if it would cause you to not not have to spend 15000 let's say, putting in ramps? I think we know the way a lot of business owners would come down on it. Game is the f-ing game, period. The game is the game. <laughs> Period. That is true. When we come back, a best bet in college football, the first of the season, from last year's champion handicapper in college football at pregame.com, A.J. Hoffman. That's coming up next, but first, Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money-making time next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And R.J., we've been talking a lot about the situation in New England. Cam Newton is out as Patriots quarterback, which means it's the rookie, Mac Jones, taking over the reins from Belichick and the Patriots. Yeah, and A.J. yesterday had a best bet. Mackenzie, check the updated line on that. It was New England over Miami. And his thinking was the downgrade without Cam in game one, which happened. It went from New England favored by three in that game to two and a half. He says, that's foolish. Mac Jones is vaccinated, thus he's better. (laughs) That's AJ. And he picked New England. I tend to agree with him. What's the current number? Halfway between three and two and a half, 2.75. So, finally, you're moving a number. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. Okay. We got some additional info on that. How Belichick does against rookie and second-year quarterbacks. Now, he has covered 65% of his career games, and that is 65-35-2, and two, two pushes, against quarterbacks in their first year or second year. That is outstanding, 65%. Why is that? Well, complexity. Belichick knows how to hide or disguise coverages, fake them out, and it takes maturity to be able to over, not overcome it because Belichick does exceptionally well against all quarterbacks overall, but rookies and second-year guys struggle mightily, and that's what we got with Tua. And... I wouldn't. I mean, Tua had a few good, you know, quarters maybe in the preseason, but I don't have any reason to be. Are you any more optimistic, AJ? And then we'll go to Jonas about Tua today than you were a month ago. No, AJ or I'm Jonas. No, not at all. Nope. Yeah, so I tend to agree. And if I remember now, Miami played the first game against uh, New England last year, and Tua didn't start that first game. Huh. Mackenzie, check. Did Tua play his, uh, any games against New England, or was Fitzpatrick in the second game, too? Because I, if, I think you would hope for he didn't play, that, that he hasn't seen Belichick at all, because then Belichick hasn't revealed anything to him. But at most, it's just the one game. He did play the Patriots week 15 last year. How'd he do? They didn't do great on offense, but they won 21 yeah, to 10. But how did Tua do? One second. All right. So. Also keep in mind as he's looking that up, and then we're going to get to A.J.'s best bet, is the Jets, week two, Wilson, rookie quarterback against New England. Week five, Houston possibly with Mills, rookie year quarterback. We'll see, though. Taylor might be there. Week seven, Wilson again, Jets. Week eight, Chargers, Herbert, second year. Week 17, Lawrence, Oh, is he even a rookie, though? He's like some kind of super rookie. (laughs) And then Tua again in Week 18. So seven possible games against first- or second-year starters for the genius. Tua's QBR in Week 15 was 58, exactly league average or so. Uh, So not great. All right. Let's let's get this best bet going, Jonas. Yeah, and it's a best bet in the world of college football. And for that, we turn over to A.J. Hoffman. Okay, now remember, A.J.'s from Houston. He's up in Vegas now on national radio. And now he's given his second best bet. I can still pick winners. And I can still make money for all kinds of people back home. 
Go for it. Yeah, Thursday, tomorrow night, Central Florida and Boise State. And I'm going to take Central Florida minus five. Gus Malzahn, first year at UCF, but he's walking into a ready-made situation. He inherits an all-conference quarterback that got even better in year two compared to his outstanding freshman year. Brings back all five starters on the offensive line, including two all-conference guys. Their offense was dominant last year, and there's no reason to think it won't be again. And on the other side, Boise's breaking in a new defense under a new head coach, Andy Avalos, who comes from Oregon. I think he's eventually going to fix that side of the ball, but I don't think it's going to be fixed game one. Uh, they gave up over 30 points in four of their seven games last year and only forced three turnovers all season long. I've got these teams separated by five points if the game was at a neutral site. Instead, it's at the bounce house in front of 44,000 people. Boise didn't play in front of even a half-full stadium last year. So this is the first time they've been in front of a crowd since 2019. I think that's a big factor, and I think we're getting value on Central Florida minus five. All right, that's a best bet from A.J. Hoffman, who was the champion at pregame.com amongst all the pros. Best results in college football last year. Trophies in my office. Very professional presentation. Thank you. I haven't heard that for a while. That was good. <laughs> A.J. Hoffman. Now, um, I think he brought up a key point that applies to the NFL season, too. Point one is, do all the rookie quarterbacks from last year get a slight downgrade because they didn't have to go on the road with hostile fans? And isn't that one of the great challenges of a rookie quarterback, a second-year quarterback, is that road game? They didn't have the hostile crowd. Now, for the first time, they're going to at the NFL. So you look at someone like Herbert, the first road game he plays, it's going to be something he's never faced before. So I think in general, a little downgrade from last year for those guys. I think for everyone, the offense has just had an advantage on the road. And we saw with the scoring. But the ones that would have been affected the most would have been the young ones. And then you got to wonder about, in general, should you be looking to be cautious of road teams in week one and two until a team has played their first road game? Whatever week it is, when it's the team's first road game, it will be for them the first time in front of a really hostile crowd. Preseason doesn't count. Since 2019. So... As much as I am going away from home teams and leaning towards road teams because of the trend lines, I think the first road game this season for each NFL team and college team that's played in front of a big crowd is a danger, danger spot. Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. If you missed any of today's show, check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on FSR.